guys welcome back to our fun topic we have episode 18 today still with tanya and with ethan in the hizzy what's up guys what's hey, up? hey what's up? back hey. again back again <laughs> and you know in the words of dj khaled another one <laughs> another one, another. <laughs> another one. <laughs> major key major major key major key okay so yeah so we're back guys in the house and we're having a continuation of our first conversation so let's jump right into that so in our last episode something i already asked was if you guys would be okay with your girlfriend or your boyfriend having friends of the opposite sex to which i think it was a unanimous yes but right so there are little caveats here and there this question though is would you be okay and i want to start by asking ethan ethan would you be okay mm-hmm. if most of your girlfriend's friends were guys? So now we're talking about like the quantity of male friends, you know, compared to like female friends. So if she had more male mm-hmm. friends than female friends, how would you feel about that? I grew up with like a little sister with a tomboy. So that wouldn't like bother me. I'd be like, all right, word. <laughs> I, I guess like... I just, I, that would not bother me that she has more guy friends than girlfriends, I I think on my end, because um, I have seen like, I don't know, girls do that. And like, Mm -hmm. that's fine with me, I guess. I've never been in a situation where like, I'm wondering, you know, if she's out with like five guys, is she like, I don't know, into all five guys or into one guy or anything like that? I guess like, I actually feel more comfortable with like my girlfriend hanging out with five different guys and hanging out with like one guy. Um, oh, so that's, my that's mind, so like, cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I like it that. makes it. It just kind of makes more sense if like if she's got multiple guy friends, then I'm less worried about it being like not a friend or like that person being someone who's like I don't know. Even if there is one person like in the group, I, I think like somebody else in the group is more likely to speak up and be like, yo, she's got a man or something like that. If it's like most of her friends are guys, I don't know why I feel that way. Like, it's just like, I know her mentality. I've done that for like, I have a, I've had friends who like had a boyfriend and we're all platonic and she'll come and kick it with the boys. And like, we all just kind of like look after her as like a, I don't know, like a protective thing. So I think for me, that's what I'm used to seeing. So I'd probably be okay. I, I don't see why I wouldn't be okay with that. Sounds like a, a normal thing to me I really like that I think also bringing in the tomboy issue like helps a lot too right because for some people it could be that they're tomboy or it could be that they grew up in a family that has mostly guys and they feel comfortable you know hanging out Mm -hmm. with guys more than girls so it's also just a personality thing I actually like what you said about how when there's more of them then you have less to worry about because it's not like the you know your girlfriend is spending more time with just one other guy right so that was very very interesting tanya what's your take on this yeah this is interesting because i think um growing up i was that girl who had more guy friends than uh, female friends um so i i don't think there's a problem with it i think it always goes back to how do they relate right is it like you know, what is, how are they engaging? So I, I wouldn't, if my um, partner had mostly female friends, that's okay. As long as I feel like the engagements are healthy, right? Like what are they actually doing? So it's not so much about whether they're female male friends, but I think it's more like, how do they relate? What are they getting up to? That would cause a little bit of concern, but 
if that's just who they are, you know, maybe he grew up with a lot of sisters. He's just, you know, more used to work with females or maybe he's in an industry that he works with a lot of females. You know what I mean? I think there's always many mm -hmm. reasons as mm -hmm. to what makes up someone's community. And I don't think um, that's a cause of concern um, as long as the actual behavior engagement is appropriate. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna take that first question and kind of twist it a little bit. So what if when you met this guy, Tanya, most of his friends were guys, but after you started dating, he just started forming a lot of female friendships. Would that change or like, how, would that bother you? Would that be any different from like, you know, if you met the guy and you already had tons of female friends? Yeah, I guess for me, I would like have a look to go, okay, what is going on? Like, is he just naturally engaging with more females and connecting with more females and it's resulting in friendship? Or is there like an underlying issue where he is intentionally speaking more female friends? And, you know, I've heard such dysfunctional stuff, just to be honest, where people are like, when you're with someone, you need to stack the deck, make sure you always have options. So you're oh, wow. present. So I think when you see behavior like that, just check and see like, is this normal, natural behavior? Or is there something toxic underneath that you actually need to address? So if he happens to just be kind of meeting more people, like, you know, more females, and that's kind of, you know, if it's natural and normal, okay. But if it's it's if it has a little stench of something um, weird is happening there, then I would have issues. So as long as it's not coming from some weirdness, like trying to stack the deck, or you know, some people have this thing of needing validation. So if mm -hmm. I feel like, oh my gosh, maybe he's surrounding himself with more women to get more female validation, like that's a conversation we need to have. So I'd say it depends. Oh, oh, you came in hot with that one. I'd never heard of the whole thing about like stacking a deck. So that was pretty interesting to me. And then the validation thing, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I think sometimes people want to know that they still have it. Mm. <laughs> you know, yep. it's like, oh my gosh, you know, as a female, okay, I'm in a relationship, but guys are still attracted to me. So I want to be around all these guys giving me affirmation and confirmation, um, you know, and I'm guessing the same with men, right? That they still want to know, mm -hmm. even though they have a girl, women still find them attractive. They're still a stud. And so, which is, which is dysfunctional, right? We'll call it whatever given names. I'm sure there's a psychological term for it, uh, but that's just mm -hmm. dysfunctional and rooted in insecurity, right? Yep. Um, why, why do you need other people telling you you're good enough? Why is your person not enough um, for you? Um, so that's what I mean. Um, that, that, that craving, it's like an attention-seeking craving to be validated by everyone else except the person you have. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that was strong. Thanks for explaining that. Very, very, very interesting points. Ethan, what are your thoughts about that? If, if when you met your girlfriend, most of her friends were female friends, and then now she has been making a lot of male friends, um, how would you take that? Would that be a cause of concern or not at all? I, I think it would only be a cause of concern, like, slightly. Uh, I think my mindset is kind of like this. Like if my girlfriend like had friends from before that, like that all makes sense. And let's say like we go out 
and we're having a good time at like a club or at like a bar having like a drink or something and like i don't even mind her like making a friend like at the bar and like talking to that person and it's like okay cool whatever they're like having a conversation and then like the, we go home that ends right like that's like okay cool you met somebody but they're not like your friend i think it would be weird slightly disrespectful and a little bit uncomfortable for me if like we're out and like you know she meets some guy or some guy comes up and starts talking to her or like talking to us or whatever and suddenly he starts asking like oh you know pull out your phone let's exchange phone numbers they're like whoa, whoa like who is this where you come from are we all going to dinner like the three of us like <laughs> I might have some, you know like yeah let's all go out for sure yeah when are we going and like i'd be a little bit more protective i think in that situation because uh, I'm just very cautious to me about being, um, um, I think there's a difference between being like controlling, being overbearing and being protective. Like, you know, if I feel like some guy comes up and he's talking to my girlfriend, okay, whatever. Like it could be any guy. He could be just like a normal person. If she's comfortable, then it's like, it's fine with me. Um, I respect her to be able to make the decision on it. If she's not comfortable to come and let me know or to give me some kind of indication of like, hey, I don't feel comfortable around this person. And that's when I feel like it's my job or my role to like step in and, and like be protective in that situation. I think it's overbearing and controlling to say like, all right, this new guy came up, this random person at a bar. And what are you talking to him for? Like, that's like, I don't know. I feel like that's, you haven't even given her the chance yet to even figure out, is he like safe? I guess you could say. And so I have no problem with like, if it's a random person that you meet and it's like one and done, but I do think it'd be a little bit weird if like I wasn't introduced to um, the, like a guy, like let's say she goes on like a work trip and um, she meets somebody at like a conference. And then from that conference, all of a sudden she's texting me saying like, so-and-so is coming to town for, I don't know, for a week and me and him are going to hang out and like have dinner. I'd be like, Ooh, so-and-so. And like, where did, when did you meet him? Like, I haven't heard that name before. And like, if it was like, oh, well, I met him at the conference. I'd be like, oh, okay. And like, are we going to dinner? And if I felt like it was like an exclusionary <laughs> thing, I'd have some questions. Like, you met him at the conference and like, okay, that's fine. Like, of course you met him at the conference, but like, why am I not invited to dinner? Uh, like, mm. that's a, that moves it from being like a colleague to being like, like a friend, I guess. Yeah. Just to dig deeper into that one. So if she mm -hmm. goes on a work conference that you're not at and then she meets someone and whatever, at some point they exchange numbers at the conference. Do you kind of have an expectation that like she should just bring it up in passing that, oh, uh, while she's at the conference or like right after she comes back from the conference that, oh, yeah, I made some friends and one of the people is so and so. Right. And then she just mentions the guy's name. Would you prefer that? Like, is that what your expectation is? That if she makes male friends, she should let you know and you shouldn't find out by yourself. I think that it should be, like, if she makes male colleagues, that's one thing. Like, I don't need to know about, like, the colleagues that she has that are, like, work friends. Like, not work friends, but, like, she exchanged numbers because, like, they exchanged business cards. Like, that's one oh, thing. It's like, okay, gotcha. like, I don't need, I don't, I'm not going to be able to even personally keep up with all of, like, her colleagues trying to keep up with all of my, like, work colleagues as well. So, like, that to me is, like, can I meet the colleagues? Like, yeah, of course. Like, they're interesting. They're people that, like, she works with. Um, but I feel like if it was, like, yeah, I met this person at a work conference. We exchanged 
numbers because he wants to come to Arizona to come like hang out, I'd be a little bit more curious, like, okay. Uh, or if he was even, even on the reverse side, Hey, uh, he wants to fly me somewhere. Right. What do you mean? He wants to fly you somewhere. Like he ain't flying nowhere. (laughs) That doesn't sound like friendship, you know, like, or he wants me to fly somewhere. Or I, I think the bigger thing is I don't care if he wants you to fly somewhere. That to me is like, guys are going to be guys. They're going to shoot their shot. Like, okay, he wants me to fly somewhere. It'd be a whole different thing if she's like, Hey, I want to fly to go see so-and-so who I met at the conference. Like, it's not betrayal to me until she acts on it. Right. Like if he is like, Oh, I want you to come see me. And she's like, sorry, can't got a boyfriend. Uh, like, or, you know, like, yeah, we'll come. And he's like, who's we? And it's like, Oh yeah, me and my boyfriend. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Where are we going? Let's go. Is he paying? Are we <laughs> he paying for the flight? Where are we going? Let's do it. I, I see that as like, keeping it in the colleague space with the moment it becomes like, Hey, I think I'm going to go fly to go see this person. If I haven't met them, I'm going to have a couple of questions, like a lot of questions about it and feel a little bit more uncomfortable than, uh, than just being like, okay, cool. Like, you know, it's a colleague. He's coming out to see us or we're going to go do this. So. Yeah. Okay. And Ethan, I think you bring up something so important. Um, when you're now in the relationship, right, when someone of the opposite gender comes and approaches you, I, I honestly think one of the first things you should say in your first five sentences of introducing <laughs> yourself, you should mention that you have a partner so it's clear what this is, yeah. right? I think if if they don't even know you have a partner, you know what I mean? People usually approach people, um, you know, with an agenda, um, unless uh-huh. it's like a colleague or it's a business connection or that kind of thing. So I think it's so important to number one, when someone approaches you, they know in the first five sentences that, oh, my partner, like find a way to weave it in. So that they understand, you know, and then from there, you can see whether they decide to continue to be colleagues or want to pursue a friendship. And I think once you're starting to be friends with someone of the opposite gender and you're in a relationship, I feel like it tends to, especially if it's a serious relationship, right? Not a casual something. Mm-hmm. That person yeah. tends to be our friend, right? I don't know. There's something about like, exactly. It starts to be communal. You start to build communities together, um, you know. So once it's like separate, oh, this is my friend. You know what I mean? That's when it starts being a little bit, you know, um, shady. But like, Jim is yeah. our friend, right? Susie, she's our friend. Our right? friend. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh there's a sense of openness right you being transparent to that person who wants to be your friend that you do have someone and you know partner also being so a part of this relationship they can pick and choose how how involved mm-hmm. they want to be but it should be an open situation for sure so i love what you said yeah. there, Ethan. i like like the our friend thing because there's something that like one of my good friends one of my best friends in the world actually oldest friend uh was explaining to me like right when he got married that like it was a very interesting problem of like having tons of single friends around, right? Like when you first get married, it's the two of you and you've had all your single friends and like your single friends still want to do single stuff. And he was like, I just like want to make more friends that are like new friends for us that are like our friends, just like you said, but like not just friends that are individuals, but our friends as in like, oh, I'm good friends with the Turners. And like, you know, okay. we go and we go hang out with the Turners, go and meeting like married couples and other couples that are like 
in that same branch um, or in that same place in life. And so I think it's very similar, like when I'm dating someone that like, if we're making new friends that like, I mean, we're not married, but they're, they start becoming like our friends, just like you're saying. So I really like that you said that because I think there's something, uh, there's something to be said about like the unity of the two people. And like, if you're trying to build a true real relationship, it does take that. I like that a lot. Tan, question I have for you. So um, if a guy approached you and you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and he approaches you and he's like, oh, hey, you know, I think you're really beautiful. Can I have your number, please? What, what, go, like, what would you say? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I would appreciate him and say thank you and say, hey, unfortunately, I have a partner. That would be inappropriate. Like, okay, okay. I don't know him. I don't owe him anything. It is what it is, period, closed. Right. I, and you know, the reason why I'm asking that is, okay, so, so that's one scenario, right? Now yeah. let's say that you're at a, like a business conference, right? Yeah. Um, or let's say you're at a business conference or a church conference and, yeah. you know, people are just talking to different people and your partner is not in the room or is yeah. not there at this conference. Then, you know, let's say you've been having conversations in group settings with other people about certain things, or even with one guy and you were talking about certain things, whether it's like, the type of work that you guys do, or it's like something in the Bible, you connected about the book of Genesis or something like that, right? <laughs> well, then, oh, I, I mean, I'm like trying to start something. Right? <laughs> and then now he's like, hey, Tan, I know we've been talking about Genesis, but now I'm trying to move on to the Acts. Ah, that was good. <laughs> I was so good. Anyway. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I Girl, oh, he says, Faith. Without works is dead. Can I have your oh number? Gosh. Okay, no, no, okay, no, no, okay. Scratch all these pickup lines. These okay, pick I'm, lines. I'm running away from my analogy here. My whole point yeah. is, let's say it's a work conference or a church conference, and you've talked to this person for some time. It could be like over 20 minutes about something bigger, right? Like whether it's like work stuff or Bible stuff. Then he asks for your number. How would you react to that? Yeah, and I mean, Michelle, like, I think this is where, as a person, you know people's intentions. We're all adults here, right? Mm-hmm. So when someone comes to you, I think you can discern <laughs> intent. And I think you just have to be unapologetically integrous in how you handle things, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's a very big difference. And you know, when you can, you're at a business conference, for example, and someone wants to connect on business, right? Um, I've been in business cases and someone wants to connect on other things. Like the <laughs> of engagement is very different, right? And so I think there's discernment that needs to come into play. And I think sometimes as women, we enjoy the flattery, to be honest. So we just go, oh, it's just a business conference. They want to get to know my business. You know, if he wants to buy you dinner, it's, it's a different tone of voice, right? The conversation has a different tone. So I think number one, just discernment, right? Like, what does this person want from me, right? It's purely professional. I usually connect with them on LinkedIn, right? Or if I'm not quite where are they? I go, okay, great. Let's connect on LinkedIn, right? Um, just so I also give those healthy boundaries. And so they also mm-hmm. know, hey, this girl is a black and white. There's no gray here. So I said healthy boundaries with that person and connect with them on LinkedIn. If they're genuine, they're not going to force their way through my number, right? Mm-hmm. They just want to connect, right? They need to be in my inbox, right? Um, like my personal phone. So usually yeah. if it's business, I'll connect on LinkedIn. If it's like a church setup, um, I'll usually connect on Instagram, 
right? If I can't discern, but I can discern anything. This is why I said it's so important in part of your introduction, find a way to be like, oh man, my part, oh man, my fiance, me and my husband, you know, mm-hmm. or wife, like be very intentional in like the first five sentences. So if someone thinking about it, they know very early on, like, oh, this person's unavailable. Because unless you're married and you have a ring, how are people meant to know, right? Can't blame mm-hmm. people unless you are very outward and not spoken about it. Obviously, you don't have like, oh, don't talk to me. I am taken, right? <laughs> but I think there's a way to finesse it, right? Just to code someone. And then if you sense that this person knows I'm with someone, I've mentioned my partner two, three times and they're still on their own agenda, then you have to set those boundaries and maybe engage, give them your email. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Draw those boundaries. Um, so I think discernment is key. Um, and you have to be unapologetic about protecting your relationship. I think mm. um, someone mentioned this in the last episode, the first part, that nobody owes you anything. Yeah, right. No one else is going to respect the relationship. You're the one who has to respect your relationship. You're the one um, who has the ownership and the responsibility to protect your relationship at whatever costs. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And the the reason why I painted like the two scenarios is that in the first case, this guy is just approaching you based on beauty, right? Like he hasn't even spoken to you. And th- I think with that one, you clearly know the agenda that like you haven't even spoken to me. There's nothing beyond what you've seen that's making you want to connect with me. Then the second one where it's like, okay, maybe sometimes it's hard to tell if it's like strictly business or, or what. I think I guess if I'm to ask myself the exact same question I asked you, Tanya, in the first case, I would definitely say, oh, well, you know, like, thank you. But, you know, I I can't really give you my number because like you said, right, like I have a boyfriend. In the second case, though, I also like how you answered the question because you didn't. I feel like there are some people who are also just very I get it. Like people need to protect their relationships. But there's also some people who are just too extra. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. someone is literally just asking you, Michelle, like it was good talking about like your professional career and stuff like that. I'd like to connect. So one time I can let's say we're in the same city. I'd like to like connect so we can talk about it over coffee or something like that. Right. And the moment this person asks me for my number, I'm already screaming. I have a boyfriend. This is inappropriate. But there was a whole conversation for me that didn't, like this guy didn't indicate that he wants anything romantic with me. So in a case like that, personally for me, I guess I wouldn't have a problem giving my number. But we go back to what Tanya said in the first episode, which you were big on the transparency thing. Like I am so transparent, right? Like when I'm in a relationship with someone, I would tell them, oh, this person asked for my number and I gave them my number because they wanted to talk about like say work stuff, right? And so I just mm-hmm. let my partner know because I have nothing to hide, right? Like like I said, maybe to the best of my discernment, I didn't sense that this guy is trying to hit on me. And I'm just, you know, I gave him the number because we were going to connect about something to do with business or whatever the thing was. I'll just let my partner yeah. know. However, right, like I think also time might tell because sometimes you might think, oh, this was purely business and this person doesn't want anything more from me. And then, you know, if the times that this person is texting me are like kind of weird nights, hours, or uh, the way they're starting to address me, it's not like, oh, hi, Michelle, you know, like in a, you know, there's a professional way of talking to someone. Like it's no longer like that kind of professional. And it's now more of like, hi, beautiful. Then we have a problem, right? Then I have to like shut that down in the whole thing of trying to protect my my relationship so yeah so I'm just I'm really big on the transparency thing um and I I agree with you that you should let people know um especially when you can sense that their intentions are to start something with you that hey 
I'm in a relationship. And I guess I would tie that with the question I originally asked you guys, which was, you know, how would the question is like, how would I feel if at the time that I met someone, they didn't have a lot of female friends and now they're having more female friends that I feel like that could be a cause of concern. Yeah. If it's like, it's not like just, oh, people he's meeting like at work, right? Like, oh, work friends. I think I would actually have a problem if a guy I'm in a relationship with starts to make a lot of gym female friends. Because first of all, you're not going to catch me in the gym, right? Like, I'm not even coming with you to the gym. I don't understand how... Yep. Listen, I'm going to say it right here. I Like, I don't understand how you're going to the gym and I'm not... Well, okay. I have no problem with people going to work out by boyfriends or whatever. I have no problem with that. But I have a problem with you now going to the gym. And instead of you just collecting gains, your number is being collected. You're collecting <laughs> more. <laughs> you're collecting more than gains. You know what I mean? You're gaining a lot more female friends. I have a problem with that. So gym friends, no. Work friends, I'm cool with it. You know, like yeah. if it's like Bible study friends or like, let's say um, you serve on a team at church, right? And then there's a new member who comes and now you guys are going to be serving. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. You know what I mean? But there are certain yeah. things that I'm not okay with. Or like, oh, let's say he's at the club with his friends and then a girl says, oh, you're cute. Can I have your number? And you're giving the number. I don't understand. What kind of behavior is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, And there's a reason to give numbers, right? I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm just feel like, don't mess with me don't cross with me like I don't know that people just ask for people's numbers for no purpose right even like in the church con uh um conference context on the work context like when someone asks for your number for your contact they usually say I'm asking for it dot 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 four right like yeah people shouldn't just be collecting numbers right <laughs> um unless they want to know you on a personal level and that's usually an a sign of interest right so I think number one, just, you know, kind of, okay, what do they ask for it for, right? So if they said, hey, I'd like to connect to get your notes, I'll be like, okay, yeah, emails are better. You know what I mean? If you're not sure where that person stands, like you can maybe redirect them. So just kind of figure out like, what do they want my number for? I don't think you should be dishing out your number. Why on earth is he at the gym giving his number out? For what? Unless they say, hey, we're starting a wellness group, right? Yeah. Even wellness group. I am your wellness. I am your wellness. Shell is all inclusive, which I love, right? But this is Girl, the thing, like, let me tell you something. Relationship. Women be trying men in the gym, guys. I'm just saying the way they squat in front of your man, the way they uh uh-uh. and then now you're like, Can oh, I have Lord. your number? Because I'm starting, I'm starting a wellness group. I, I, I am his wellness. I, yeah. I think um I think there is one situation where I can see something like this being more understandable or acceptable. Like if it's a multi-day conference and let's say you've connected with someone at the conference and like you guys have to get back in touch about like a project or about like something mm-hmm. that's happening at the conference yeah. and you might be staying at like a different hotel or yeah. it could be that like you're there and like your team is there and your team is meeting up with someone else's team for like yeah. dinner as a group or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is how we have to communicate and get in touch. Like, can I get your contact so that yeah. you can like get to dinner or get to actually get to why like, I could understand something like that. But I feel like once it's anything that's like outside of um, anything outside of meeting at the conference, yeah. staying in contact at the conference, it goes back to like, if we're at the bar and this is a one-off kind of guy and like you're talking to him and he comes by and like, he could even shoot a shot. And I'm just like, all right, he's here today, gone tomorrow. Like, that's one thing. That's the same thing with a conference. Like, here today, gone tomorrow. 
completely different thing I think when you start trying to like create a friendship out of it mm. um and I think it's the same thing as a guy like I think if a girl came up to me and was like hey like uh we're at I'm at a work conference or at like a perfumerist event and someone comes up and it's like hey I want to like I don't know uh, I think you're cute can I get your number I'm like no but if it's in more of like a professional manner I think I'm more inclined to give that person like my business Instagram mm -hmm. or like I don't really use LinkedIn in the same way that you kind of said Tanya but like maybe like even LinkedIn maybe but more likely I mean I use my phone in the same way that I use like LinkedIn so I like have each contact has like an emoji next to it, it when it's business they have like a house because the name of my business is Maison Ethan Turner and Maison in French means it means house so like if you've got a emoji next to you you are business like you are a, you're more like a colleague or an acquaintance like which is backwards most people like put emojis for like people that they care about but for me it's like that's my way of remembering like where I met you how I met you like yeah. all that stuff so um so yeah I think there's a level of like what do you call it what's that song gritty or whatever where he's like I'm sorry see the fan like give her the business Instagram if she comes up acting funny mm -hmm. like, like, I like it these no, are the boundaries no I like it yeah. yeah man I love that okay cool so now like kind of circling back um now we're going back to your partner's old friends kind of situation so like not new new opposite sex friends were being made but like just general male friends that they have uh or in the case of you know Tanya it would be like your partner's female friends right how much do you guys want to know if anything about the conversations that they like your partner has with their friends of the opposite sex or like what they do when they meet up or about their plans to meet up do you guys want to know mm -hmm. about it before it happens like after it happens you never want to hear about it what's the story there we can yeah. start with tan yeah this one's an interesting one because it's not so much about the activity but the spirit in which it's done and that's okay. yes. funny. So I'll, I'll, I'll try and describe it so like for example um i'm not the kind of a girl to check a guy's phone, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yes. the phone should be available and open and I should have the pin codes and everything if I didn't want to, but not that I will, right? Where it's open, every is open access, but I'm not going to go snooping, right? Because once I'm snooping, I know I need to check my heart. That means distrust. So I think there just needs to be an openness. I don't think once you, <laughs> this person is coming to report, I feel like Nobody's to be in a relationship where they feel like they're on the clock, you know what I mean? And they're being checked on and that kind of thing. I don't think that's the right spirit in a loving, trusting relationship. But I think it should just be open. Hey, what are you doing this weekend, babe? Oh, okay, I'm meeting Susie. Oh, cool, cool, cool. What are you guys getting up to? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, or hey, do you want to come join me? I'm meeting Susie. Um, I think um, just for it to be open and free, it mm -hmm. shouldn't be a burden on him to tell me he shouldn't be like checking a box but yeah. you know there's also like we're going to be talking about what he's up to right the same way I'd ask him what were you doing today oh I was at work this is what I did right is the mm. same way I'd expect to hear about it if you know he spent the whole weekend with Susie and it never came up that is weird I was gonna say I was gonna say how how would you feel if like 
you you're like oh so what's up like for the weekend and then he mentions you know i'm gonna have like i'm gonna watch a game with the boys gonna go to the gym and he mentions a bunch of activities then he doesn't mention the Susie part of it and then either you find out later or it slips you know in conversation yeah. with him later that he actually met up with her like would that be a cause of concern or would you just be like okay he probably just forgot to mention that would be weird but I guess it's more about habits right if he usually tells me and he forgot I'd be like oh how come you didn't tell me right because mm. I operate out of trust right everyone's innocent until they've actually given you a <laughs> reason to start to suspect right but yeah. like you know if he usually tells me I'm like oh you hung out with Susie how come you didn't tell me and then maybe there's a valid reason maybe it was impromptu or Susie just rolled up at the boys when they were watching the game you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I think like if, if you're that paranoid and you're that like watching his schedule or apparently on iPhone you can track where people are at that oh, is oh, absolutely oh. crazy I don't even know where to find it I don't want to find it because I think that's <laughs> just teaching us to be weird ass people but yeah. like if you do that like that shows me there's a trust issue in the relationship and you need to actually deal with that issue right it'll manifest as all these things but I think it shouldn't if you forgot to tell me I'll just ask him about hey how come you didn't tell me like okay okay and that's fair I like how you're operating from like a point of trust and sometimes you know people do make mistakes and sometimes maybe it was just a drop by like she just dropped by out of nowhere um and it wasn't Mm -hmm. like planned Ethan curious to hear from you um that's the same question. So like, how much do you want to know about the things that your partner talks talks about with their like male friends or like what they do, any meetups, that kind of stuff? I I think it's good to know, like if the friends are from before me, I don't think it's really too much of my business. Like what she's talking to them about. Like, I don't, I don't need to be like, oh, what, what, what'd you guys talk about? What were you doing? Like, I feel like that's once again like overbearing. Like she knew these people before me. Like mm-hmm. if they're in the friend zone, they're in the friend zone for a reason. Like it's not like they just suddenly gonna pop out because I don't know, I'm not like I'm I guess I'm not personally like that. Like like I'm like you, Tanya. I come from a place of trust. Like yeah. if you're out with your guy friends, I trust you to be out with your guy friends, and that's like step one. Um I would find it weird. Like if later on you tell me about like a guy friend and like you and them being like one-on-one and like kind of hiding it or not like having like came straight forward about that, I would find that kind of weird. Um, but I would come from a place of trust and like, like Tanya said, like ask like, oh, you know, what you don't normally like hang out with that person. What made you want to go hang out with them? That's so interesting. Or I don't know, being in a situation where you're like, wait, is that a new friend or something? I I just think that for me, I don't need to know a lot about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Unless it's, I can't even think of like a weird situation that you could put yourself in when you're going, like where she's going out with like her guy friends where I would feel awkward. Like I'm thinking like, even if she was like, hey, as long as it's communicated, hey, me and the guys are going to the strip club. I'd be like, really why like that it wouldn't even be about like her going with the guys it'd just be like why are you going to the strip club that doesn't sound cute but like it I would not care that she's going with them and I wouldn't really want to know what happened either I'd be like okay like you guys went to the strip club that's interesting hope you had a fun night um but I wouldn't be like worried about it I think 
Um, so the, the extent of what I want to know about what they did is like next to like nine other than pure interest out of like, how was it? Was it fine? What did you go and do? Like in mm-hmm. terms of just like hearing the, the updates on like life and like just getting filled in on like what was fun about the night, et cetera. Um, do I need to know in advance? It'd be good. I think there's a level of like, if you, if your partner is your best friend, there's like a level of you want to be able to spend time with that person mm-hmm. pretty often. And so I don't feel like you need to always invite me, but I feel like if you never invite me to hang out with your best, with like your guy friends, there's something like weird about that. Like being like, oh yeah, like, I don't know. I, I hang out with these guy friends all the time and I never invite my boyfriend would kind of be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be upset about it as much as just, I'd make a mental note that like, that's just strange, I think to me, mm-hmm. um, because it's like, I don't know, there's like a level of if you're looking at a very serious relationship, like this is the person that you're going to basically be one person with, right? Um, Like I see an ideal of like if I'm going and doing something, that person is an extension of me. And Mm -hmm. so like it's a lot easier for that person to be an extension of me if they're with me. And so if I'm going out and partying with like friends, it's like it shouldn't be a problem for me to be able to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, like my girlfriend's going to come or oh yeah by the way like she could be like my boyfriend's gonna come or uh, like I feel like it would get real weird if she's like going out with friends and then not ever inviting me okay Uh, yeah which is fair and I I do have a question for both of you though so I think in general all all of us here are kind of like okay we're on the trust and transparency thing I'm curious Mm -hmm. though in terms Mm -hmm. of like these kind of meetups that people have right like out with their friends it could be coffee it could be lunch it could be dinner um I guess those ones would you be okay with those like just one word yes or no lunch lunch uh coffee dinner tan are you good with that yes dot 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 but okay <laughs> dot dot so dot but just to like <laughs> just to expand on something Ethan keeps bringing and I think that's really important I think I don't know if you it's like this with your friends but once people are in, in a like a serious especially mm-hmm. committed relationship they tend to go to places together. Okay. So it's like, hey, do you want to come to coffee? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let me see when we're both available. Like, I think to get a package deal um, yeah. in these hangouts, right? I think it's very strange. Unless it's like a, hey, in fact, I don't even know why it, would, it wouldn't be a package deal if it's someone of the opposite um, sex, right? Unless it's one of my girlfriends and she's going through something personal and it's like a girl issue, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd come alone. But usually when someone's in a serious relationship, when you invite the person, they come as a package, right? So, do you know, I think it's so interesting because I definitely see the the package side to it, right? I think for me, it yeah. really depends. Like, I'm good with you, if you're my boyfriend, you saying like you're having coffee with like a female friend, right? That you've had, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I think if you tell me like, oh, I'm going to grab lunch with so-and-so. I'm also good with that. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, just, I like to be told things. But for some reason, if you tell me you're having dinner and it's one-on-one with a, with a girl, I just, whew, I don't know what it is about the night. I'm just like, which is so funny because- Really? How's dinner different from lunch? That's just going to You know what? I feel like with lunch and like coffee, right? That it's like broad daylight daylight like you know everything these acts of the night 
I don't know what it is. I also just think like, I feel like dinner. <laughs> no, wait, wait. I think that dinner is such an intimate thing. And I think when I think of dinner, like a male and a female, you know how restaurants be doing the most, dimming the lights, having candles. Yeah, yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like, okay, dinner, like, mm, okay, maybe let's be a package deal for that one. But like if my person or even me, like I have some guy friends who like, you know, like one of my very close friends is a guy friend, right? And if he said like, oh, like, are you, are you around? Like, can we grab coffee? I don't think that it, I don't, mm, how do I, how do I put this? I think that if my boyfriend always wants to be with me when I hang out with that guy friend of mine, right? Even if it's like, say like, we're grabbing coffee, I kind of do have a little bit of a problem with it in the sense that Mm -hmm. like, we are still individuals, right? And I had a friendship with this person before. It's not it's not about who came first, but like I, I had a friendship with this person before you came. And if if now my my male friend is close friends with you to where he says, Oh, can you and your boyfriend X X and X whatever just come to, to the coffee, then fine. But if my friend just wants to grab coffee with me and it's being platonic, it's always gonna be platonic. And my boyfriend doesn't have any suspicions of anything going on. I don't think that my boyfriend should expect to always come. And that's the same thing for me. If he tells me yeah. he's having coffee with his girlfriend or is having lunch with his girl, one of his girlfriends, I don't have an issue with that. As long as I personally feel like it's a platonic thing. If I, if I have some suspicions, I have yeah. an issue with it, right? But I think there is yeah. that like distinction. But for dinner though, uh-uh, nah. Dinner is for no dinner is for me. Dinner is dinner is just very intimate. And actually, I think something else to question for you guys. So, when people are single, right? Um, let's say for example, uh, you have a friend who's in a different city, and they're a male friend, and you you're visiting that city. You know, let's say for a weekend or something. And let's say you're you have another friend who's a girlfriend, but like her apartment is already full of people and both of you are single right and then let's say like you know you go and you crash at your friend's house and it's not like you're in the same bed he's in his bed and you're on his couch and both of you are single I don't have an issue with that but if my boyfriend was to tell me that like one of his female friends wants to spend the night that's oh that's a lot you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know how to, it's like when there's certain things that for me are fine when you're like single, like if I'm single, yeah. I, I can have dinner with another man that is just one-on-one and there's no, cause I don't yeah. have a boyfriend. But once I have a boyfriend, uh, I wouldn't do dinner with a guy who think- is not my boyfriend. And same goes for like, you know, crashing at someone's place. If I'm single, yes. If it's come to that, we're like, oh, I don't want to pay for a hotel. And I have a friend who has like a couch I can crash and that's fine. But if I'm in a yeah. relationship, I wouldn't even put my boyfriend in that position of saying, hey, can I go and crash at like Ethan's yeah. place? You know what I mean? I just think yeah. there are certain things that have to change. But go ahead, Ethan. I, I think what's interesting about that, because like I I look at that from a weird perspective because I have a roommate. So okay. like, you know, we might go out on the town and like I might even come home early, be knocked out of my bed and like wake up and there's like a bunch of people downstairs asleep. And, like, it could be some of my friends and, like, it could even be one of, like, my girlfriends and, like, she's, like, knocked out or whatever, right? But um, I think for me, because I have a roommate, it makes it a little bit more understandable of, like, oh, you know, like, 
she's downstairs and we're up. And also, I think it also depends on the layout of the house, all kinds of stuff. Like I have a townhome, yeah. so like I can I can sleep upstairs and someone is all the way downstairs, like away. Um, if I did not have a roommate, I would think it's a little bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. I would not probably have any girls like ever crashing here, like ever. Like, it, because the only time, in my opinion, where a girl would be crashing here and it wasn't my girlfriend is like, I can't even think of one like that. Like your mother there's, there's, and your sister. Yeah, that's yeah, what my I'm saying. saying. My mom, like, there's not like a, there's, I don't see a reason where it's like, like, even if a friend is in town, uh, that friend should understand that, like, they're probably not staying here if I'm just by myself. On her end, I would feel just as uncomfortable if there was like any guy that was ever like, yeah, I'm going to like crash at her crib. Um, yeah. It just seems like, what? Like, unless it's like, and I, I, once again, it goes back to like their safety and numbers with this situation. Like if it's like she went out and they all went out and went back to her place for drinks after and everybody just like kind of passes out wherever. So, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. But I find it weird if it was like, yeah, there's this one guy, he's coming into town and he's asking to stay at her place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But Ooh, dinner... Patel's mm. are not that I don't expensive. Care about. At the end of the day, Patel's yeah. are not that expensive. That they can expensive, afford it. Yeah. Or you can, you know what? If this is a genuine friend, like, and it's a guy friend coming into town and he needs someone to stay, and I don't know, for whatever crazy, crazy reason, a hotel, Airbnb, or any of these low cost options are not an option. If he's a genuine friend, like, I can organize for him to spend the night at my partner's house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your like boyfriend yeah. is coming over to the sleepover. It's gonna be the three of you. The sleepover, yeah. Like he's but, you exactly. Know, but I, you know, like that gets weird. Like you know, like yeah. No, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, like oh, in yeah. the case, let's say for example, I'm in the same city as my boyfriend. It's not a long distance or anything. And then yeah. one of my guy friends is like, oh, you know, uh, can I crash at your place? Right? Maybe that guy friend and my boyfriend are not friends like that yeah. right to where like mm-hmm. maybe it would be awkward for them to spend a night together and let's say genuinely this male friend does not have any other friends in the city i'm the only friend yeah. then i can be like you know my boyfriend that night is definitely sleeping in the same sleeping apartment over with me yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awkward, though that he knows your boyfriend doesn't live there but is living there because he's there i feel like it's a lot less weird for him to crash at your boyfriend i think though like as a guy that's that's to like I would almost expect that, I guess. Like if yeah. I hit up one of my friends uh, and like they have a boyfriend, which I just would never do because like yeah. you said, it's just not that hard to get like an Airbnb or something. You can yeah. stay at a Motel 6. Like you can find <laughs> something. And so yeah. um, like you if you- can camp outside. Camp out, yeah, like there's, there's ways <laughs> to survive out here, especially when you're traveling. Like you can find a motel, like all kinds of stuff. So if I'm that down bad, for whatever reason it may be, or everything's booked up or everything's filled, I think I would almost expect that like that person's partner would be there. Like yeah. if it's of, especially if it's of the opposite sex, but I also would feel like I got to have some other friend that's there. That's of the same sex, like in like in whatever city I'm going to. Cause mm. I think it'd be weird unless I'm just like going to go see someone of the opposite sex in another city. Like what am I in the city? Or unless it's like, and if it's like, if it's for work, my job's going to put me up in like a, like, hotel. you know, like a hotel. If it's mm-hmm. for entertainment, well, my girl's probably coming with me. And if she can't mm-hmm. come with me, then like, there's a question of like, I don't know, like, 
I don't see a problem with going on a trip for pure entertainment without your significant other. I feel like there's a level of like, I enjoy traveling by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's something that like, I really just like do to explore, to find myself for like rejuvenation. That's something I feel like is important for both me and my girlfriend to be able to do. But like, if I'm doing it for entertainment and I'm going to go see friends, usually I've got like more than just one girlfriend in that city. So I don't know. I just think it seems super hypothetical, but if uh, to kind of bring it back to that topic about like dinner, I have no cares about like, I guess I've worked in, I worked in the restaurant industry for so long. Like it's dinner, it's food. Like, unless it's, Who is dinner with the lights? It's food with the lights on. I know. I don't know how it's about all of that. And the music is just right. And, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Music's just right. I just feel like I've I've been to tables and as a server, like, dropped off a check and assumed, right? Like, these people are getting along so well. And, like, I'm just assuming that they're a couple because of just, like, the friendship that's there. And I drop the bill and give it to the guy. And he just kind of, like looks at me, opens it, puts it in the middle and they split it. And like, it's not like I immediately know, oh, it's not a date. They're, they're friends. Like, and it, I think there's a level of, um, I don't know, like it, it doesn't bother me, but it would make me like one, it goes back to like, why am I not invited? I guess kind of a thing. Mm. Like it, it's not so much about the dinner itself. It's more so like, was I invited? And if I was invited and I said I couldn't make it, then like, okay, it makes sense then that she's at dinner with like this one guy friend. Or maybe she's at dinner with this one guy friend, though, to talk about something serious or to talk about something that she doesn't quite yet feel comfortable talking to me about and going to a guy to get that kind of a perspective. And that's, I can understand and relate to that. That like, sometimes you got to confide or talk to like the opposite sex to get like mm-hmm. I just don't get this thing. I don't get this guy. I don't get this girl. Like what? Yeah. What do they? Why do they think this way or act this way? So and I can see that. You know, the more you talked about it, I think I would be completely fine with them having dinner together if it's McDonald's or Wendy's because yeah. you know the ambience. This one matters. Listen exactly because you know who has the problems with people eating in Wendy's. You can eat at midnight. I don't even care about that. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> interesting. So the one last question that I'll ask you guys as we kind of wrap this up is, let me start with Tan. So if you know, like you're in a relationship with your boyfriend, and actually, you know, it's came up in passing or whatever. Um, or maybe when you're still getting to know each other, he did mention that he is friends with this one girl, but this girl has had a crush on him before, or like has previously Mm. confessed his, I mean, her love for him, and he didn't feel the same way, and he just wanted to be friends. Would you be okay with them still being friends while you're in the relationship? For me, it's, it's a no right unless the situation has changed like she's in a relationship or she's married right mm-hmm. and the the landscape has obviously changed right mm-hmm. i think and we've been talking about this and i'm sounding like a broken record like need to safeguard your own relationship right like you as the girl in that situation you need to be able to speak out to things that potentially can like trap you right and your man's also needs to safeguard himself because life happens right if she's had feelings and they're close they have history you know lord forbid but someone dies and they're comforting each other like stuff happens 
Mm. right? So you need to like create healthy boundaries. So, I mean, if she's single and she used to like him, for me, I'd say I'd let him know that I'm comfortable with it. I mean, I won't demand or give him an ultimatum, but I'll let him know where I stand, right? Um, And hopefully he respects me enough Mm -hmm. to kind of have healthy boundaries, not to say they won't be friends, but maybe Mm -hmm. they're not best of friends or um, hanging out every day. You know what I mean? They can Mm -hmm. be friends from a distance, right? Um, You know, hopefully that would be best case scenario. But if this is like, she liked him a decade ago, she's married, whatever, things are different. So I think it would depend on the landscape, Uh, Mm -hmm. but definitely what you have to be careful um, to protect your partner from themselves. And your partner also needs to be um, wise enough to protect himself from himself because stuff happens, y'all. Stuff happens. Be wise. That's so true. That is true. I like that. I feel like that was a solid, solid answer. How about you, Ethan? What's your take on that? If there was a guy who confessed his love for your girl before she was your girl, would you be okay with them being friends while you're in a relationship? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh yes. no because guys are because yeah guys are a mess like guys are a mess and i think there's just like uh there to me is a fundamental problem i think with like guys tend to not know like when they're like just being entertained or like being like like it comes off as like she's just entertaining him uh because she knows that he like, I feel like once a guy likes you, unless you date that person and break up with them or like their heart gets broken or something like that, like mm-hmm. that guy will always have feelings for you, like always. And mm-hmm. so like always, I don't think they like fade. I don't think they go away. I think they might like get a little smaller or like hidden or like kind of going back like the vulturing thing. That's how vultures like, are might, born, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how vultures are born. Like, like actually, like the, I saw her from across the room 10 years ago and 10 years later, she's still bad. Like it, it, it's like a, it's a thing. I don't think it goes away. And so I think what that turns into is a guy like vulturing and why like in my opinion what i want like a like going back to what i said before like i'm an eagle i'm a catch i'm a steal oh, why are you hanging out with vultures <laughs> and buzzards like leave the buzzards on the ground and let's fly let's go somewhere so like my mindset is just like i don't I, it just sounds like temptation that like i wouldn't want to like have around um because mm-hmm. just like con said like let's say you're hanging out with that person and like all of a sudden like something bad happens or let's say we're on bad terms like you know because mm. not a relationship is 100 percent all the time we're fighting you're upset i'm upset you know you were like you know what i'm done talking to you for today or something like that or i'm like I'm, i just need to, i need space for today and get away and like go do my own thing and you're all mad because you feel like i'm ignoring you and then and that's when the devil strikes and that's, this guy the who has been like, a friend What's up? Mm. yeah that's when the vultures get hungry like, hey this, um, <laughs> They always know when something's going on and it's, they, it's just like prime time. And so to me, I just think there's something um, I would prefer that that person not be, that my girlfriend not be friends with that person. I would prefer, I don't even want to know that. Like, I don't, I, I don't even want to know the person, let alone the person be around my girlfriend. Oh, I like that. And I think, that's that's a very solid solid statement i feel like the most dangerous people 
can be the people who you friend zone against their own will. Like the best type of friends are when everybody has, like if I friend zone a guy and that guy also friend zoned me, that's the perfect friendship, right? Because nobody's checking for nobody. But if I friend zoned a man who was trying to be my man, Listen, yeah. like mm-hmm. now imagine I'm in a relationship and this guy is still there as a friend. Yeah, he's still going to be acting up, right? Like he's going to, you know, he's going to show yeah. me that he cares and all of that stuff. And I think it goes back to the first conversation we had. And then even in this conversation that what happens when you're vulnerable and this guy swoops mm-hmm. in? Because I think vultures also can be very good heroes, right? Because oh, yeah. when you're down, they're like, baby, I'm here for you. I told you he wasn't right. <laughs> he wasn't yep. right for you. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I mean, equally, I'm with you guys. If there was a girl who I knew liked my boyfriend um, and, you know, they, they're still trying to have some friendship, that's a, that's a big no from me. So, yeah, the only, yeah. the only one, the only way, like, I would be okay with that, I think it's exactly like Todd said, if, like, he knew him, like, 10 years ago and mm. he's, like, married. And it's like he's married, he's got kids. Like married with kids. Or, married <laughs> with kids is key though, because like <laughs> guys be acting up in marriages still. And that's so, yo, listen, but even married and kids. Some of these yeah, men, married, yeah. I'm telling I, you. I feel like um if he had things 10 years ago and like felt something and like he's married now and like I can read, that's a person I might actually want to meet. Like if he's like married. And it was 10 years ago. And she's like, this is my ex-boyfriend from high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, he's married and stuff. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, he's I married. See. This is high school. It's more like two friends catching up from a long time mm-hmm. ago than it is. Like, this was a serious relationship that, you know, blossomed into X and Y. But Yeah, I yeah, like that. And also, in all fairness and in not being biased, I will also say some married women married with kids are also trifling so men also have to be careful because you know just because a woman is now married with kids unfortunately it doesn't mean that you know she's all in in her marriage like I just think sometimes men and women just act crazy you know whether or not they're married so you just have to be careful and just protect your own relationships but we've come to time and I just want to say this was such a fun conversation like there's so many layers to this you know it's like oh I'm okay with lunch but not dinner like mm-hmm. okay with bible study but not the gym like you know i'm okay with like <laughs> linkedin but not the number uh, yeah. so, so many so many things to talk about so i definitely appreciate you both coming on here you guys are so fun to talk to gosh thank you so much thank you Absolutely. Michelle. this was thank such you, a Michelle. great topic hopefully this helps people because yeah this right? is not an easy one to unpack so many is uh but important ones Yes, yes. And I think in closing, something that I'll just echo that came from both Ethan and from Tanya, the two T's, you know, uh, transparency and trust are just key in a relationship. And it's really important that in whatever you do, I like something that Tanya mentioned before, right? Like, if you wouldn't be able to do it in front of your partner, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So mm-hmm. as the person who is like having friendships with like opposite sex, you also check, check your own motives and check those people's motives. And in all of it, right, just be transparent because actually when you're transparent about stuff, it builds trust. So that's it from us, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Ciao. Bye. 